Well, it's my honor to be here today and to be concluding the series that we've been in for the past several weeks called Get On Track. And we've been discovering how we can get growing because you see, God never intended for us to stay where we're at. We're always intended to grow. And we get that because we set goals for our life. We do New Year's resolutions, Educators and teachers at the very beginning of the year set goals for the teachers and they set goals for the students to achieve and to grow because they understand that we are always supposed to be continuing learning. Parents, you get this because you watch your kids grow. You watch them hit those growth milestones. You observe them. And when they hit those milestones, you mark them down. You celebrate. You post with pride on social media when they hit those. And in the same way, I think God approaches us. And he's saying, I want you to grow. I've intended for you to grow. And I want you to step in and run the race that I have purposed for you. And so today I want to share with you how you can run your race. Because we all have a race to run. We all have a goal that God has provided to us. And so I invite you to open up your Westover app, open up your Bible. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 3 again. We're looking at the same passage we've been looking at the past several weeks. And as you're getting that out, let me just kind of set the scene for what's happening in this passage. See, Paul... The Apostle Parr is the writer of this book, and he is writing a letter to the church of Philippi. He's an early follower of Jesus, and he's writing a letter to the church in Philippi to encourage them, to talk to them about how we still have more to do. We have more to grow in. God has a goal for us, and we pick up this discussion in Philippians 3, and we're going to look at verse 13 and 14, and here's what Paul says. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, Paul is talking, he's saying, hey, we have a goal, we have a purpose, and we all have to get growing. And at Westover, we understand this, and we want you to find a pathway to grow. And so at Westover, we have created a pathway called Growth Track. See, Growth Track is not a set of classes. It's a pathway for you to grow in your walk with the Lord. So no matter where you're at, we want you to identify where am I at and what is my next step. And see, on Growth Track, what we have is four tracks for you to step into, depending on where you're at. You can do all of the tracks at the same time, or you can take them sequentially. And the tracks are connect with others, follow Jesus, grow together, make an impact. Connect with others, follow Jesus, grow together, and make an impact. And we want to encourage you through this entire t series, we have been saying, identify where you're at. No matter where you're at, that's okay, but take a next step because you are intended to grow. Paul says, strain towards what is ahead. Strain towards the thing that God has for you. You were meant to get growing. See, our walk with the Lord, it's a pathway, it's a walk and a pathway we take where we are consistently growing in him. And so for some of you, maybe you're new to Westover. Maybe you're brand new or you've been coming a couple of months and you're just saying, I just don't really know where to start. Well, start on our Connect With Others track. Meet new friends. Lean into community. Be a part of this place. We'd love to have you. You are important to God. Or maybe you would say, I'm new in the faith. It's something that's brand new. Maybe I didn't grow up in church. That's okay. Then step into our follow Jesus track and figure out and take a next step and grow in Jesus. And you might be saying, well, I have a lot of questions. That's okay. 
We want to help answer those questions, and that's why we have created our Faith Essentials class. In our Faith Essentials class, we want to answer the questions that you have like, what is the Bible, and who is Jesus, and what is this all about, and how do I pray? All of those questions you have, it's okay, but we want to provide an answer for you. And the Faith Essentials class starts this week and next week, and the first and second Sunday of every month, we want to provide it so that you can take a next step. So no matter where you're at, we just want to invite you, take a growth step. Get growing because we are all on a race together. And so today I want to share with you a few thoughts on how you can run your race. The first is to run in community. It says in Philippians 3.13, he starts and he says, brothers and sisters. You see, Paul, when he's talking, he's not writing this letter to an individual. He's writing this letter to an entire community, an entire church. It would be like him writing the letter to all of Westover, not to one person. And he's saying it includes all of us, brothers and sisters. We are all meant to be in community. Paul understood the power of community. And so we are all included in this. And so when you're thinking about growing, you're thinking about taking a next step, know that on your race, there are people running right beside you, that we're all in this together, that we're all straining towards what is ahead. We are all pushing to what God has for us. No one has arrived. We're all trying to figure this out. Nobody here is perfect and that's okay, but we're straining towards what is ahead. See, the journey that we're on, we're not meant to do it alone. Westover is a community and a family. And we want you to find your team. We want you to find your place here. You probably have heard the saying, if you wanna go fast, go alone. But if you wanna go far, go together. And ladies, that's why we've created Thrive. That's why we have these moments because we want you to run in community. Yes, at Thrive, I believe God is gonna meet you and God is gonna do something special in your life. But what is so powerful about this moment is the fact that we all come together and worship and there's something powerful that happens in community that doesn't happen in private. God does something different in community than what he does in private. And I believe that there are people at Thrive that you're gonna be the answer to their prayer, ladies. And so we want you to be a part because we need to run in community. You see, life, it's a team sport. So find people to cheer you on. Life is a team sport. Find people to cheer you on. And Westover wants to be that place where you feel encouraged, where you feel cared for, inspired, motivated to keep going. I know that at Westover, sometimes it can feel like it's a big place and it's a big church. But I want you to know you are not a number. You are a name. You are a story. You matter to God. And so you matter to us. And so we want you to be a part of community. We want you to lean in, run in community, find your team. And maybe for you, your team might be a life group. You see, a life group is an opportunity where you gather with people around you and you just do life together. It's not more complex than that. Do life together, hang out together, pray for each other. My husband and I, were a part of a life group and our life group truly has become family. They are people that show up for us. Yes, we have fun, we laugh, we celebrate, but there have been moments when they have showed up in hard times for us and they have prayed for us and they have encouraged us and they have lifted us up because we really are a community and we run in community together. And so at the end of service, 
If you haven't had an opportunity and you haven't taken that growth step to step in community and be a part of a life group, we wanna give you that opportunity. At the end of service, we invite you, take that growth step, run in community, because we all have to run our race. The second way you can run your race is to run in your lane. Run in your lane. It says in Philippians 3.14, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, Paul understood and he begins talking and he's saying, God has given me a call. God has given me a goal. And the verse before, he's saying, brothers and sisters, we need to be in community. Absolutely. And he's saying, we're all pressing towards something. But then he understands that each one of us have a specific goal and a specific calling from God that only we can do. There are things we can do in community, but you have to run in your lane. See, we're all meant to do life together. You weren't meant to do life alone, but you also weren't meant to live someone else's life. And one of the things that I love about God is that he is a creator and he is creative. He is a creator and he is creative. And he creates each one of us unique, not one of us is alike. Parents, we we get this, we understand this. If you've got more than one kid, you know that your kids are not exactly the same. They're their own personalities, they do their own thing, that God created them individually and distinctively, and so they have their own personality, they have their own passions, and we don't want them and we don't expect them to be the same person. But I think sometimes we don't apply that same principle in the church. For some reason, because culture and society has told us, we think we all have to be the same. We've been told we should follow the same people on social media, we should like the same things, we should all want to buy the same things, we should all look the same way, we should all want the same type of house, we should all talk the same way, we should all have the same points of view. And this idea of sameness keeps being repeated in our life. And so we fall into this trap of comparing to other people. And God is saying, and he's whispering to your heart today, I want you to be who I've created you to be. Run in your lane. You cannot do anything else but run in your lane because God created you unique. God wants you to be you. Run your race. But when we begin to compare to the people around us, sometimes it's easy to get discouraged. I'm a mom. And so, unfortunately, I become the person that does all the laundry in the house. And if you're like any other mom out here, it's like laundry never ends. By the time you do the laundry, there's just more laundry to be done. And so typically by the end of the week when I'm running laundry, there's this like leftover pile of randomness from kind of everybody in the household. And because I'm all about efficiency, I will typically combine all of those clothes in one run, one, run one load. Well, when my kids were little, it was pretty easy because it was easy to sort the clothes at the end because all their clothes were small and tiny and cute and it was obvious whose clothes were whose. But lately, with my kids being older and my son, who's 13, and he wants you to know that he is now my height and he's waiting and anticipating the next day when he just passes me. 
As a result, his clothes are much bigger. And there are moments where sometimes I get confused whose clothes are whose. Are they my son's clothes or are they my husband's clothes? In the past couple of months, this has become an issue. And I noticed recently, my son came downstairs and he was complaining, my shorts don't fit. And I looked at him and I was just kind of inspecting and then come to find out he's trying to wear my husband's shorts because they were in his pile and they're falling off his body. Or sometimes he'll walk in and I just the shirt looks awkward on him. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look at it and all of a sudden I realized it's not his shirt, it's my husband's shirt. So one day, I don't know what possessed me, I was trying to be brave, I walked into his room. You know, every mom here, you walk into a teenage boy's room and it's going to get scary. And so I walk in his room and I'm like, let me just figure out why all these clothes end up in his room. And so then I look and in the black hole in the abyss of the bottom of his closet, are these random pieces of my husband's clothing that as he, you know, was putting clothes on, he discovered they weren't his. And because teenage boys don't do anything that makes sense, they just went in the bottom of the the closet. And so all these clothes that we'd been looking for that were my husband's that I thought maybe the dryer lost or consumed. No, they're in the bottom of my son's closet. Because what had happened is he put the clothes on, realized they're not for me. They weren't designed for me. So he threw them away. Or Ladies, I don't know if you've done what I've done. Have you ever been to the store and you're shopping and you find that great pair of shoes that you just love, but they don't have your size and it's so frustrating. And so you convince yourself you can go a half size smaller. You can pull it off. It's okay. The shoes are worth it. That's what you tell yourself. And I've done that and I get the shoes on and then I'm throughout the day, halfway through the day, I'm like regretting the decision because the shoes weren't meant for me. And so I'm doing that, like all the women know that, that walk that's painful and we can all tell when we're hurting, right? And I'm telling myself it wasn't worth it. In the same way that my son is trying to wear clothes that aren't meant for him, or I'm wearing shoes that aren't meant for me. How many times do we walk through life and we try to put on somebody else's life and we try to run in somebody else's lane and we try to do the calling that God has for somebody else and it's never gonna work. It's never going to work. You have to run in your lane. You have to walk in the purpose that God has for you and for only you. Step into your calling. Run your race. Run your own race because no one else can win in your lane. Run your own race. No one else can win in your lane. But you see what happens is sometimes we're, we're running in our lane. And then we look to the side of us and the person next to us and we begin to compare and we get discouraged because it looks like they're going faster or their lane looks funner or their lane looks better. And then look at how, what they're accomplishing and look what's going on in their marriage and look what's going on in their family. And man, his business is killing it. And so what do we do? We step over the line and we begin to run in their lane. And then all of a sudden it becomes awkward and it doesn't work because you have to run in your lane. You see, in your lane, you're the only one that can win. And in your lane, there isn't traffic, there isn't speed limits, and it doesn't matter what pace somebody else is going, you aren't comparing yourself to them. You aren't in a race where they're going to win. It doesn't matter. You're not competing against them. All of us have our own race. And it's okay, no matter the pace, run in the race and in the pace that God has for you. Instead, Instead of comparing, ask yourself, am I getting better? Am I growing? 
Because all that matters is that you're better today than you were yesterday. Just get growing, just take a step, just start running, but run in your lane. And the last way that we can run our own race is to run to win. Run to win. It says in verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, Paul understood and he's telling the people and he's saying, hey, we're gonna run after something. God has a purpose. God has a plan. God's called me to something, but I'm running to win. And he wouldn't say this if he didn't truly believe that God wants you to win. God wants you to win. God is never gonna set you up to fail. God is not gonna set you up in the purpose that he's called you to and then say, I hope you lose. No, he is a good God and he is a faithful God. And so he wants you to run to win because we were all meant to make an impact. That's why it's one of the steps and one of the tracks on the growth track is because we believe you were meant to make an impact. God intends for you to win. You are not meant to just get by, not meant just to survive. You were meant to win and you were meant to thrive in the calling that God has for you. But I believe, as I was praying this week, I truly believe there's people here that you don't believe you're supposed to win. You believe it for others, but maybe because of your past, maybe because of some mistakes, maybe it's your current circumstance that you're walking through. You say, yeah, but that's not for me. I can't win. I can't win. And so you've allowed the enemy to convince you you don't have a place in the race, that your job is to sit back, sit on the bleachers, stand on the sidelines and watch everybody else go for it but that's not how God works. You see, in the race that God has for you, as we are all growing, there are no bleachers and there are no sidelines. God intends for all of us to walk in the purpose. God intends for all of us to grow. You weren't supposed to be an observer. God sets you up to be a winner. God sets you up to win, run to win your race. And so today, I'm here to call you off the sidelines. I'm here to call you off the sidelines. You are no longer supposed to be a spectator. God wants you to step up and step in to your calling. And you were meant to run and you were meant to win. You were meant to run and you were meant to win, but you were never meant to watch and sit back. So step into what God has. When we think about the life and the story of Paul, if you look at him in the Old Testament and you kind of really start looking at his story, it's easy when you read it to sometimes think, wow, the Apostle Paul, he was amazing. I mean, I could never do that. I could never be that type of person. Look at his ministry, look at all that he accomplished. Because a lot of the New Testament was written about Paul or it's his story or he wrote it. So it can be kind of, you know, feel very inferior or you feel underqualified when you compare yourself to him. But what you have to know is that the apostle Paul had a large group of people around him that worked with him, that helped him to advance the ministry that he was on and the calling he was on. And I think there was somebody that was very significant in his ministry and pivotal in his ministry to advance it. And as you're thinking, maybe you're thinking about all the people that Paul did ministry with, and maybe the name Silas comes to mind. And you're thinking, oh man, 
Paul and Silas, it has to be Silas. Because if you know the story, they were beaten and they were thrown in jail for spreading the gospel in a specific community. And in the middle of the night, beaten in the middle of the prison, they're they're chained up and they're shackled down. And despite their circumstances, despite what they're walking through, they have the perspective to begin to praise God and thank him anyways. And God does the miraculous and the chains break and they fall off of him and God does something miraculous in the prison and and, in that community. Yeah, it's a great moment, but I would say it's probably not Silas. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, then it has to be Barnabas. Barnabas. I mean, he was that faithful friend. He did ministry with him for so long. He traveled. He was his ministry partner. It, It has to be Barnabas. I would suggest probably not. Or maybe you're thinking Timothy. Timothy, that's who it is. It's that young leader that he raised up and he was almost like a, he was like his spiritual son and he was his mentor. It has to be Timothy. No, I would suggest it was Titus. See, Titus is somebody we really don't think about in the Bible. He sometimes goes overlooked. And, you know, we kind of think of him as insignificant. It's just a small book of the Bible that was written about him and to him. But when you read Titus, you discover how important he was to the work of Paul. Because in Titus 1.5, we, we hear and Paul says, I left you, he's talking to Titus, on the island of Crete so that you could complete our work there. You see, on this island in Crete, there were issues, there was division, there were problems, there were tensions in the church community there. And Paul trusted Titus so much that he sent him there to advance the work, to raise up leaders, to remove the tension, to bring order to that place. And he says, I trust you so much, I don't even need to be there. I'm just sending you because I know you can do the job. It doesn't need me, they need you. And I truly believe here today that at Westover, we have some Tituses, that we have some people here that you think you're inferior, you're underqualified, that this, that you weren't supposed to win, but God sees you as a Titus and he's saying, I need you. I need you. No one else can do what you can do. No one else can run the race that I've set out for you. And I need you to step up and go into the calling that I have for you. See, you're a Titus. You're exactly who your family needs. You're exactly what your community needs. You are exactly what Westover needs. And so today, I wanna invite you, step up, step into that calling. Begin to run your race. And Westover, for a moment, can I just share my heart? All week I've been praying and all week I've been asking God to speak to your heart because at Westover, we need you. We need you. See, at Westover, we believe that saved people serve people. Save people, serve people. If God saved you and if he moved in your life and he changed your circumstance, then we are called by God to begin to love and to serve other people. See, Westover wants to be a place where broken people can come and find restoration. Westover wants to be a place where loneliness evaporates when you walk in the door. Westover wants to be a place where, you can, where people can follow Jesus and we can extravagantly love his people. And so if you have made a decision for Jesus, then I'm calling you, begin to love other people. Begin to make an impact because you were meant 
to make an impact. You have a unique gift. You have a unique calling. You have a unique purpose that God has called you to. And we want you to step into that. And Westover needs to hear your story. Westover needs some people that will stand at the door and greet people when they walk in the door and remind them that it doesn't matter what the week had in front of them or what they walked through this last week, that God loves them, that he still has joy and he still has hope for them. Westover needs some people that will step into kids and student ministry and you'll say, I can walk alongside some students and some kids and remind them that there are adults that love Jesus and that care for them and will be there for them no matter what their family life is like. I can be that person. Or maybe God's been speaking to you about maybe possibly hosting a life group. You've been thinking about it it's been something maybe he's dropped in your mind a couple of times, and that was God speaking. And really what it's all about is joining with other people and just doing life together. But whatever God has been speaking to your heart over these past several weeks, I wanna invite you today, commit to make that step. Commit to get growing. Take the growth step that God has been speaking to you because he has a purpose for you and only you can run your race. And so if you're ready to take that step, we invite you in just a few weeks to be a part of our Discover Your Purpose class. In just a few weeks, it's gonna be starting. And in this class, what we wanna help you do is discover the purpose, discover the gifting, discover the passions that God has given you so you can run your race and you can step into your purpose. That's the whole point of the class. We want you to help find where God wants you to run. And then it's followed the week after with our join a team class. In just a few weeks, you can walk into that class and we can immediately connect you to the team that you want to be on so that you can make an impact in our community. But whatever step you need to take, take it today. And so as I close, I want to invite you to stand. Just put aside everything for a moment. And I want to pray over you. I wanna pray that God would speak to you, that you would step out in obedience and take that growth step, whatever it is. Maybe it's to begin serving. Maybe it's to step into a life group. Maybe it's to finally join a team. Whatever that is, I pray that as we step into this moment, that God would deposit it clearly in your heart and that you would step out in faith and obedience and begin to run. Because sometimes when we start running, you gotta step up to the line. And you know what? You don't have to run like everybody else. You don't even have to sprint. You just have to take a step. And then you just take another step and you take another step. You don't get there on one giant leap. It's step after step after step. In faithfulness, you are going to accomplish the purpose that God has for you. And so I wanna pray over you today. God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your people. I thank you for how you speak to them and how you've been working in their heart and in their life. God, I pray today that you would deposit and so specifically speak the next step that they need to take, that they would so clearly hear you and know what that is and that they would step out in obedience, they would honor you and they would take that growth step. And Lord, as they do, let us come alongside them to encourage them because we are all growing together. Lord, we are all seeking after you. We want to run the race that you have called us to. We're not gonna compare our race to other people, but instead we're gonna step up, we're gonna believe that you want us to win and we're gonna step into that purpose and into to that calling. And so I pray blessing over your people today in Jesus name. Amen. 
Westover, we love you. We thank you for being a part of this series and being willing to take a growth step. And so if you're interested in maybe joining a group or hosting a group, we're gonna have a QR code on the screen. You can scan it. If you're online, feel free to scan that QR code as well. Or what we'd love for you to do is if you're interested in a group, we invite you just step down to our main lobby in our community area. We'd love to personally connect with you. But thank you for being with us today. God bless, you're dismissed.